Greetings Earthlings, today I'm back with a review of a brand new microphone from Aston. That microphone being the brand new Aston Element, and Aston claims that this microphone offers the best of dynamic, condenser, and ribbon microphones. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you around $200. Like always, I'll throw some links down below. And for this review, I have the microphone connected directly to the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen, 48 volts phantom power is turned on, and my gain is set at around 1215. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a little bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. That was a bit aggressive, wasn't it? <laughs> Of course you are going to get the microphone. In this kit, you also get a shock mount, a pop filter, some documentation and some pins, and six stickers, which I do not find infuriating at all. No, I think that's perfectly normal. Perfectly normal. Then as far as the build quality, it's not the greatest feeling microphone, but I really don't have any complaints about it. It has a coated metal body as well as a metal grill. It weighs in at around 288 grams. On the rear, just to make sure, I peeled off this rubber to make sure there was no switches hidden there. On this side, you have the slot so you're able to mount the mic to the shock mount. On the bottom, you have the XLR port. And this is made in the PRC, and I think that's just a sneaky way to say the People's Republic of China. It's, it's, the microphone is made in China, if that matters to you. Then as far as the specs, I wasn't able to find any downloads on their website. All I was able to find was this polar pattern, which is up on the screen right now. I believe it is a cardioid pattern. And this frequency response graph. Not 100% sure what they're stating here, but I believe it is 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. And this must have been measured from at least a meter away from the microphone. Now I am spinning around the Aston element to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. We'll continue around the microphone to 180 degrees. There is a little bit of a lobe of sensitivity back here. Continue around the microphone to the second 90 degree angle. Here is how this sounds and then we will rotate and end at the front of the microphone. Now let's see how well the microphone does at rejecting plosives, and I will use the provided pop filter as the pop filter for this test. Please bring pizza pronto. 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 Now I am right on top of the microphone to demonstrate the proximity effect. <laughs> That That's stupid. That's insanity. Now I'm about three inches off of the microphone with it pointed at the corner of my mouth. And here is how the audio is sounding. About one foot away from the microphone, two feet away from the microphone, and about four feet away from the microphone. Whoa! Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for all you elite gamer boys and girls out there, now I am typing on the sad W keys. Here is how the microphone sounds in a relatively well-treated room. And here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room. Now to see how well the provided shock mount performs, I'm going to go ahead and tap on the desk to see how much of that noise it rejects. 
and I'll tap on the boom arm. Now to be super annoying, which is what I do very well, I'm going to go ahead and tap on the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Now normally I don't include any EQ tests in my reviews, but this microphone has so much low end when you're close up to it that I feel as though I kind of need to demonstrate how it sounds when you throw on a high pass or a low cut filter, so I want to go ahead and do that now. Up until now you have not heard any EQ on the microphone, I can't snap, but now I have turned on a high pass filter. I will show you on the screen what the EQ curve and the high pass actually is to let you know how this microphone sounds when you clean up a little bit of that oh-so-robust low end, <laughs> to put it kindly. The low end on this thing is stupid. There's so much of it. Okay, that's the EQ test. I also want to point out an issue with the shock mount and the pop filter. When you have both of those on the microphone, the pop filter is so close to the shock mount that if there is any kind of movement in the shock mount, the pop filter frequently will hit that and create a tiny little noise. So if that is any kind of concern to you, I just want to point that out. If you're going to be shaking the microphone around, you'll hear something like that. Now I want to do a very quick comparison between the Aston Element and a couple of other microphones like a condenser, we have a couple of Dynamics, and we do have one ribbon microphone. That way we can see how this microphone stacks up and where it fits into the lineup. Of course we'll start on the Aston Element microphone, and currently I am 6 inches off. The gain is set at around 1230, 48 volts turned on, and check the lower third to see how much I boosted it, but here is how it sounds. Let's jump to the first microphone. And first up, we are on a $100 handheld dynamic microphone. This is the SE Electronics SEV7. The gain is set at around 430, six inches off, no 48 volts phantom power. And here is how a handheld dynamic stacks up against a moving coil active microphone from Aston. There you go. Handheld Dynamic versus the Element. We are back on the Aston Element, and I am still six inches off, still have the gain set at 1230. Here is how this microphone sounds. Let's jump to another one. Next, we are on a condenser microphone, which goes for about $130. This is the Neat King B. I have 48 volts phantom power turned on. My gain is set at around 1230. Check the lower third to see how much I'm boosting this in post. But here is how a condenser mic sounds, or condenser, a condenser microphone sounds, compared to the Aston Element. Back on the Aston Element again, because we have more microphones to compare it against. Here is how the Aston Element sounds, it's six inches away. Let's jump to another microphone and see how it compares to that. And now we are on a $230 broadcast dynamic microphone. The gain is set at 430. I am six inches off of the end of this thing and check the lower third to see how much I boosted it. But here is what a broadcast dynamic microphone sounds like compared against the Aston Element. And there's only about a $30 difference between these microphones. Guess what? We're back on the Aston Element, big surprise. Here's how this microphone sounds, six inches off of it. Let's jump to another microphone and do some more comparisons because we need some context. 
Next, I am on a $400 dynamic broadcast microphone, the Shure SM7B. The gain on the Focusrite is set at 100%. I will likely have to boost this a bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see how much I boosted it compared against the Aston Element. I do have the microphone set to flat mode, no presence boost, no low cut, and there you go. That's a $400 broadcast dynamic mic against the Aston Element. And I think this is the last one. We are back on the Aston Element, and we are going to the most expensive microphone. We're comparing it against a ribbon mic. Let's do that right now. And lastly, we have a ribbon microphone, the Bayer Dynamic, Bayer Dynamic M160, a $700 ribbon microphone. My gain is still set at 100%. No phantom power, thank goodness. But here is how this microphone sounds. More than three times the cost of the Aston Element. Let me know in the comments down below which of the microphones did you like the best. Did you like the Aston? Did you like the Neat King B, the SE, the Rode, or the Shure, or the Bayer Dynamic? Let me know in the comments down below. <laughs> I have run out of things to say to you I no longer care what you do Yet I have got one final parting request Won't you please suck my butt I, <laughs> I understand, you may not think I'm funny I think I'm funny, that's all that really matters to me <laughs> I think I'm freaking hilarious deal with it <laughs> okay well this is a rather different sounding microphone doesn't quite sound like a dynamic kind of makes a ribbon microphone sound wimpy in the low end so quite different but let's start with the pros first off the microphone does tend to have a nice extension into the treble and air frequencies unlike some handheld dynamics also when the pop filter was not hitting the shock mount the shock mount did seem to be pretty effective. Additionally, the microphone is completely dead in terms of resonant frequencies. And lastly, it does have active electronics, so you're able to get that ribbon and dynamic sound without having to crank your microphone preamp and get a bunch of line noise that way. But then in terms of cons, if you're looking for a microphone that does an excellent job with background noise rejection, I don't think this mic really fits the bill. It picked up quite a bit of the keyboard. When I was around at 180 degrees, the lobe of sensitivity there is also quite pronounced. Additionally, when I got to 90 degrees, I found the off-axis coloration to be a little bit nasty. So if you're in an untreated room with a lot of reverb, that's when that is going to come into play and start to affect your recordings quite a bit. And I don't know if you noticed it, but this microphone has quite a bit of bass, and I would say it's almost out of control. 
if you're not going to be doing any kind of post-processing, if you're not going to be throwing on a high-pass filter before you go to a live stream, the bass is too much. But now, what are my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone? On the electric guitar, first thing, it needs a high-pass filter because the low frequencies are a bit out of control. But once you clear up a bit of the low end and make room for the other frequencies to breathe, it does have some nice detail and articulation and aggression in the upper frequencies while maintaining a somewhat smooth sound and not getting too piercing. So on the electric guitar, not my favorite, but I do think that if you use a high-pass filter, you can get some pretty usable tones. Then on the acoustic guitar, I found it to be a little bit bland and dead-sounding, which is typically what you expect out of most dynamic non-condenser microphones. But if you're looking for a big round sound, like ground, somebody's going to get that reference. But this microphone does that. It gives you that big, full, robust low end in case you're looking for that on your acoustic. Next up for singing, once I threw on the high pass filter, for a non-condenser microphone, I thought it had some pretty nice extension and offered a somewhat breathy and airy quality, which is pretty rare for a dynamic or non-condenser, I guess. But without the high pass filter on it, I, <laughs> it's too much. I know I'm a broken record. It's a bit too much. It's mu it's muddy. It's messy. I don't like it without a high-pass filter on it. And lastly, for spoken word, I would classify it as V-shaped. That's what I heard, especially when I started to compare it against the other dynamic microphones in this video. It made the other dynamics, the 7B Procaster V7, sound very mid-forward and nasally. I don't think that those other mics are necessarily mid-forward and nasally, at least not all of them. This microphone is just so bass-heavy and dominant, and it does have a bit more extension into the treble and air that it gives it a little bit of that V-shape, especially when you compare it against the others. And to wrap up, would I recommend the Aston Element? I'm honestly not 100% sure. I'm not completely sold on it. It does give you that ribbon sound, which I am a big fan of, and it has active electronics, so you're able to get that sound without having to crank the preamp. That's all great. But at the $200 price point, I'm left wondering if people wouldn't be better served by picking up a more affordable ribbon and then a dynamic like an SM57 or a condenser like the Neat King B or the AT2020. That way you have more microphones to pick from in your arsenal, in your mic locker, and you can still get those ribbon sounds, but you're also able to get more clear condenser or more aggressive dynamic tones. Although if you do already have a bunch of microphones in your locker and this is not going to be the only microphone that you have and you do like the tone of it, you like that robust low end, the little bit of extension into the upper frequencies, and the active electronics so you don't have to crank the microphone pre, then sure, I would recommend it, even though it is not my favorite microphone that I've tested out. I think that's going to wrap up for today. So if you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go to give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, thumbs down. Want more videos, subscribe. Logo down beneath me. Don't forget to hit that bell icon. All that stuff. I do have a Discord server. There's a Discord server if you would like to hang out podcastage.com slash discord speak more clearly bandrew 
And if you want to support the channel, become one of these incredible people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button and joining at the $5 tier or higher. It really does help me continue to bring you these videos. Until next time, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you on a later date or I will see you another time. Bye-bye.